Yes, people, we are live at the Albert J TV household. Live Q&A time. It's been a while, people. But before we get into this, let's hit the intro. Footballing community, you should know what to do by now. Like, share and subscribe. Welcome back to Albert J TV. A social media platform. Know what you're talking about. And what I mean by that is... Goals, ESR and Saka have done well. They've done okay. They've done well. Yes, people. Welcome back to Albert J TV. Live Q&A time. Always time to talk about Arsenal people. As I like to say... Don't just touch the like button. Smash it out the ballpark, people. And subscribe to Albert J TV if you haven't already. Um, Arsenal community, footballing community, even for those that don't support Arsenal, if you're supporting my channel, your support is very much appreciated. And audio listeners, as I always like to say, because I'd never like to leave you out, this will go on my Spotify and Anchor, and you can hear my beautiful Southeast London dulcet tones. So, um... Yeah, let's get into it, man. So, yeah, it's been a while since I've done a live Q&A, actually. I think it's probably around the time um, of the World Cup draw for Eng the England men's team. So, that's quite a while ago. But I do like to do them. I do like to free, 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 um, answer you guys' questions um, and see your thoughts about Arsenal. Maybe even general football topics um, may be the case. But, yeah, we'll get into it, man. But I want to thank the people for your tuning in this week for a couple of shows I've done on my channel, the match review with the fantastic Senny Sketches um, on the Sunday after a very disappointing result at Old Trafford. And I appeared also last night on Lee Judges TV with my boy Dan and obviously Lee Judges TV. Um, sorry, Lee Mark Judges <laughs> or Lee Judges TV. And also from my guy, G Talks on the Canon Chatter channel. People, if you haven't subscribed to those people already, go and do so. Um, but yeah, man, um, people, give me some virtual waves in the chat so that I know I'm not alone. <laughs> so big up to you people. So yeah, this is going out on Facebook Live, obviously going out on YouTube, and this is also going out on the Twitter feed as we speak right now. So people, you do, do have a Twitter account, do share that, that this live stream is going on right now. Um, and like I said, give me a virtual wave, hello or um, good afternoon. Um, here you go. Kind of chatters in the house. Big up to you, man. Great stuff. Great channel. People subscribe to them. ASAP. Never think about it. But yeah, man, you know what? Um, today what are we Tuesday now. So um the dust has settled, probably it's the, well, the dust has settled for me anyway, in regards to um the result of OT. Um, <laughs> as I've seen with social media, as I as I thought it would be, um, particularly if we didn't get the result at Old Trafford, uh, what it would be like. And it didn't surprise me if I'm if I'm being honest with you. Um, you know what it is. I'd be naive enough to say that I didn't expect the reaction that to say that I wouldn't have expected the reaction I saw on particularly on the Twitter feed in regards to Arsenal's defeat. And I just think you know what. I think I've spoken about it obviously in the last in the last two or three days. Uh, did the post game on the after the game on post game show after the game on same with Arsenal. Big up to Craig, Amanda, and Suburban Chris. 
Um, and I said it like I I've, I can't remember too many occasions where we've gone to Old Trafford and played well. Um, you have to cherry pick that, but you know I think that was the most overriding emotion for most Arsenal fans. I, I, even even we can agree on that as Arsenal fans that we played well, um, 60, 70 minutes, um, and we walk away with nothing. So it's mad. I think the best way I can describe it is if. You hadn't watched the game between Man United and Arsenal, and you saw that result. Beautiful ass, you know, comfortable, comfortable win for Manchester United. You know, beat Arsenal again. But if you to watch it back, you'd be like, "Wow, this is not the kind of scoreline I expected with the game that I saw." Um, there's some there's some finer things to to to, to tune in or, or to get rid of um, in this playing squad at the moment. In terms of, like I mentioned before on the on a couple of the live streams on my channel and on other people's channels that if you look at the seven goals we've conceded, I'm not happy with it as an Arsenal fan. So I, I can only imagine what Mikel Arteta must think. Um, not good individual mistakes, um, lapses of concentration, uh, trying to be rash, trying to win the ball when you can't, when you need to just hold your line or you need to just stay in position. These are things that can be ironed out. They can be ironed out. So, um, yeah, the sort of the, I guess the post mortem continues really. Um, so let me go to the chat quickly. Okay, um, um, I don't know, kind of chat, you know, to be honest. Um, not sure, <laughs> not sure to be honest. Um, I try, I like to try and um, look after myself, and also as well, I thought I'd have the old school drop in the background with um, the legend Tony Adams, and one of my favorites that people doesn't know already, um, Anders Limpard. Didn't spend many, many years at Arsenal, but. Um, a maverick type of player who is the one that would get bums off seats. Superb player, man. Um, if I ever met him, man, I don't think I'll be able to control myself. I'd have to get an autograph. He's at the Emirates a few, probably about a few seasons ago, man. And I was at the game, but I, I, it's only when I saw on social media, like a few hours, a few hours after when I got home from the game. I can't remember who we played, but um, yeah, he was at the crown. So it's yeah, that, that's one person I'd love to get a picture of. Big up Anders, man. We got Anders Limpart, but yeah, people like I think in regards to United game because it's done now. Um, I think we just, you know, what it is. I saw some of the tweets I saw after the game, um, in regards to things about Mikel Arteta and some of the personnel in the team, i.e., Sambi Lukonga and Gabriel. People, like I said, drop a question in the chat. Um, Anything Arsenal, or it might be just football in general, but um, I will answer your questions as best as I can do when I do when they do flood in, hopefully. But yeah, towards, in terms of the um, the Arteta and the substitutions thing, um, I wasn't surprised he made substitutions. I, I was just surprised at the fact that he made three because when you kind of look on it, and we and uh, we uh, um, judges mentioned this on Lee Judge TV last night in regards to you can bring the subs on, but. Who are you going to take off? Because at that point in the match, I, I, you know, there wasn't too many Arsenal players, or if any at that point, that were having a bad game. Um, so I expected Eddie to come on because he's quite consistent with that, Mikel Arteta, when he, whether we're, whatever position we are in a match, Eddie will get game time, whether it be a cameo, five, ten minutes, um, in one case of the season, in one of the earlier games, he got he come over about half an hour to go. 
Um, he's always going to come on. So I, I probably did expect him to come on. I think the only tweak I look at it now, and probably I didn't, I might not have thought it at the time, but definitely probably subsequently, I look back on it now in hindsight. And, you know, one of the games where he went from, he bought Eddie and Ketia on, and we kind of went two up front with, with um, him and um, Gab, him and Gabriel Jesus, sorry. Um, but that, that that didn't really happen because obviously we bought on two other subs on top of Eddie. So it kind of, um, it, it threw the kind of structure of the team. And like I said, we got we conceded the second goal and that completely changed the momentum of that match. A hundred percent. Probably count of the fact, that, probably count of that with obviously making the three substitutions. But uh, let me come to the chat, man. Kind of chat is in there. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want to see in the team on Thursday? I does the likes of Saka need to be left home for a rest? You know what? I forgot. So you just reminded me. I'm not going to try and get it up now, but I did actually have my team down. I wrote it down. I was going to put it on um, some nice, nice graphics to put on screen for people to see. So unfortunately, you're going to have to hear me say it verbally, but I will come to it. Um, in my team, what I will say, I'm going to come to it. Is he's not in my he's not in my eleven um, for Thursday against FC Zurich. Um, I think the thing I struggled with, and I will come to it, was a certain area of the team because I, I don't think numbers-wise we're particularly very strong. But I will come back to that. It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, and I'm gonna come. To, I'm gonna come with my team. Um, did I write it down? I can do it off the top of my head actually. But yeah, um, as before I come, before I come to that sort of later and during the sort of the Q and A, um, is that. I saw Sambi Lokonga, for example, he copped a lot of um he copped a lot of flack. And I mean, what what was I mean, he wasn't he wasn't that to me, to me, and I'm only speaking for myself, he wasn't that bad on 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 Sunday. And I think I know people looked at him for one of the goals, but what I would say to that is okay, you can look at him being out of position or not covering himself in glory, that's fine. But there was a lot that had to happen before that ball hit the back of the net. You know, Ben White trying to play offside, Arsenal trying to play a high line, which wasn't an issue because we, as we thought, with the likes of Saliba and Gabriel, they have pace and they can deal with it. But um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But yeah, with Sambi Lukonga, it's, it's a strange one because, don't get me wrong, listen, he played well against Villa. I thought he was, thought he was very neat and he was neat and he was tidy and he popped and he, he got the, he moved the ball quickly. Um, he passed the ball forwards. He was very good. But I, 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 I again, I saw the reaction. And I use the keyword as you, as always, sections in the fan base. Um, that for me, we're getting a little bit too excited with his performance um, because it goes from one extreme to the other. With Sambi, it's you know Vincent Company, give him a billing, captain of Anderlecht, he's ready. That, that let's go with that narrative, or you know he's not ready. He needs more time. Go out on loan. To me, when he was brought to Arsenal. I don't think he was bought um, with a view to go and put him out on loan. No, no, no. You you pay you pay the money that we paid for him. You know, we didn't break the bank to get him, but you pay the money you pay for him. To me, he's going to feature in the first team. He's not going to be sent out on loan. Um, you know, he played a lot of games in the beginning of last season, um, but then you could see that maybe for me, and this is a general midfield grab that I have actually, by the way, this is not just aimed at Sambi Lukonga, is that I find with some midfield players, they take too long on the ball. They take too many touches. When you're in that area of the pitch, 
with the way the speed of the game is now, particularly in the Premier League, not so much in Liga and 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 Serie A, but in the Premier League, you need to move the ball quicker. The old fashioned, any coach will tell you at a younger age, one touch, two touch football. And a lot of times, a lot of midfield players, for me, younger midfield players in Europe, they hold on to the ball too long. I don't care how talented you are, move the ball quickly. The ball moves quicker than you, as many people say. Um, but let me come back to the chat quickly because I see one of my guys in the chat, man. Yes, Ray, man. I'm assuming you're on a lunch break, but don't work too hard, my friend. <laughs> but I appreciate your support. People, go and follow my guy, Ray. Done a fantastic match preview of him for the Man United game. He will be on his channel again very soon, man, this some point this season. We need to meet, we need to meet up one of the games as well, Ray, my bro. Um, but yeah, with Sambi, back to Sambi, sorry. Is um, yeah, I just I just thought it was a bit harsh the criticism he got. You know, he's not ready. But, but, but the thing is, we can't do anything because you know the transfer windows is is closed. It's done, um, and we're talking about the same issue in terms of midfield. But I get why Arsenal fans bring it up because it wasn't addressed again, not once, maybe not even twice, but two or three times. It's it's not been addressed and. But I think the giveaway, and I said this before in terms of our midfield, that in from like an Arteta point of view or, or an Eddie point of view or, or, or joint up thinking, whatever way you want to look at it, is that when Lukonga wasn't going to go out on loan, when they gave Mohamed Elneny uh, an extra year, Xhaka and Partey obviously are the mainstay. Arsenal weren't looking to bring anybody else in. They hadn't got forced when, obviously, with the injuries to Elneny and, and Partey. And I think, yeah, like, like I said, Lukonga did well against Villa. Um, I thought he was OK on Sunday. I know people can talk about the position and the goal um, that United scored. But, yeah, I think he's getting panned a little bit unfairly, man. Um, you know, he can't be, you know, he can't be the, 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 the kind of the, the full guy when we lose football matches. Um it's a little bit unfair in my humble opinion. But um, people, as I say, smash the like button if you haven't already and go along the bottom of the screen for those of you that have Instagram and Twitter, um, come and follow me on those social media platforms. But guys, I hope you like, hope you like the backdrop, man. Like legends, man. Adams and Limpa, man. Um, massive, massive legends. But let's come to Gabriel, actually. Um, yeah, guys, drop in the sort of the, the chat box or even comments after watching this back on, on a rerun. Um, he's been, he's been okay. He's been okay this season. He's not been superb. Um, just, I think with the, with the way he plays, and it's not the only centre-half that's guilty of doing it. They always, they're like strikers in the, you know, in the penalty yard box. You think you can just get there before the, the defender. He, he's like that, but the opposite in terms of a defender where he feels you can get to the ball before the striker. Um, he gets away with it sometimes. He wins a tackle sometimes, but when you get it wrong, when you vacate your space, when you leave um, Saliba and Zinchenko in a bit of a problem, as it did happen with the first goal, that is what happens. Um, and sometimes a little bit is a little bit rash. Like I said to people, look, I heard a lot of criticism in terms of um, him being on the ball and possession-wise. He's not that bad. Um, it's, I don't think it's natural him like it's not natural to him like a Saliba or a Ben White, but He'll, he'll only get better, but listen, I mean, people seem to have short short memories when he played that long pass. Um, was it to Gabriel Martinelli to, and we got the second goal against Villa 
that was a fantastic pass. Um, so not, let's not forget that he he has got the capability and ability to do that. So um, I think with him, and I don't know if Mikel Arteta will do it. Um, I think he's got a perfect chance to probably do it with the um, Europa League game on Thursday. But even with that, um, I'm going to come on to that. He needs a bit of a... He needs to kick up the backside. That's what he needs. Whether that means Arteta having a private word of him, whether that means he's left out for a game or two, probably a game, um, then so be it. But he just needs to sharpen up. Listen, we've got a defensive unit where we can switch in sort of multiple positions, whether that be Tomiyasu coming to right back, Ben White maybe even moving more into a central position in terms of the midfield. That's been that's been talked about. Or sleep or or Gabriel coming out of the team. Ben White coming in the centre half with Saliba. Um, you've got Kirantini Zinchenko, Cedric Soares is there, he's not injured, so he can play either right back or left back. So there's options there. So this is not as if to say Arsenal are to the bare bones defensively because they're not. Um, but the midfield is a massive, massive concern. What are we in people? 17 minutes in. Don't gonna be a long one. The weather's awful, man. Raining cats and dogs, people, man. Typical English weather. But listen, we had that hot period, man, where man was cooking, man. Man, man has got man's got tan lines. It's crazy. That's how that's how hot it was in, in in the UK in recent weeks. But we move, man. But so we're coming back to Thursday, and I'll come back to the Premier League. Um, people ask me in terms of team lineup for Zurich, and in answer to Canon Chatter's um, question earlier. It's a tough one for me. I think there's one area that was one area of the team that will play on Thursday, whoever it is, where it was difficult to pick. Because if you look at our midfield options, it's not great. Um, injury, particularly because of injury-wise. So I went for, I'll tell you the team I went for. I went for Matt Turner to be in goal, Tommy Yasu right back. I would actually play Gabriel. Bring in Rob Holding. I would put... Um, I originally put Tierney in, but I've gone for Cedric. Um, and this is no disrespect to Zurich because I don't know in terms of um, how strong they are sort of from an attacking point of view or systems point of view or formations point of view. Um, I bought in... I put Shinchenko, Sambi, um, Vieira, Marquinhos... And Eddie, and I actually think it's a toss-up between Martinelli or Saka, but I would actually play Martinelli, and I wouldn't play Saka in this game. Um, but this is the problem because obviously um, we know Zinchenko for his national team plays in a more advanced role, so I wouldn't play Xhaka. I wouldn't play him at all. Um, I will start with Zinchenko and, and Sambi. And it, it might not be a team, what I've mentioned, that is going to fool a lot of people. But when you look at it, option-wise, um, I don't. I still think that's a, a decent enough team to go to FC Zurich and win and get the result. Um, Eddie's going to be chomping at the bit because obviously he hasn't started any games. He's come on the sub-appearances. Um, and I think the good thing you'll get to see is the fact that I think we, I think us as Arsenal fans need to not, need to hope, hopefully see that we have a very, very good number two in Matt Turner. Um, 
you know, I look at Manchester United bringing in Dubravka. He, to me, Dubravka should be a first-team goalkeeper. But obviously, he's been he's been forced out by Nick Pope at um, Newcastle and Eddie Howe's gone with Nick Pope. So, Dubravka's obviously now United's number two. But we need to see if Matt Turner is capable. Um, you know, Sophie from Highbury, Sophie from Highbury Scott talks about him in terms of dislodging Zach Stefan as um, United States um, goalkeeper in a number one position. So, we need we need to, we need to know that if Ramsdale for any part of the season or for any reason is not in the side, we need somebody who's dependable and who we can trust, hundred percent. And it also be interesting to see how he is, how good he is in terms of um, with the ball at his feet because. I don't think Mikel Arteta would have sanctioned that move or to bring him in if, yes, you want a goalkeeper who's a great shot stopper and who commands the box and he's got a good relationship with their centre-halves and a defensive unit. But primarily, if Arsenal are going to play play out from the back, you need a goalkeeper who's capable of doing that. He's just going to look at Manchester United with David De Gea. He's never been great, he's never been great with his feet. Um, so it's a good thing for us as Arsenal fans to see the likes of Matt Turner um, Vieira and Marquinhos in particular because with Vieira, with Vieira firstly um, I didn't know too much about him um, and it'd be interesting to see I think his little cameo appearance against Manchester United I, I don't think you can read into that I think it's, he didn't have enough minutes um, it's a tough game to come into um, in your first Premier League sort of minutes or debut to play away at Old Trafford so that wasn't easy but um, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on and also, um, it'd be interesting how Marquinhos gets on. It's, and I'm excited to see him play, actually, because I want to see what this guy brings. Because if he comes with fire, if he starts well, if he plays well in the Europa League, he'll give um, Arteta food for thought. And, you know, he may say, you know what, this guy is showing good form. He's ready for some, he's ready for some Premier League games. We don't have to play Saka every single week. Or, or be reliant on him. Um, and we see what Marquinhos has got. Because in the, the day, we've got players in the squad that, let's be, let's face it, no Arsenal fans know who they are. Um, so that's, a, that's, I guess that's the positive thing about the Europa League. But yeah, another player I want to talk about um, is, if I can find him, is this guy. Um, ESR. Now, there was a bit of an issue last season because he was having them that, that kind of moment where you're just getting niggling injuries or he's not quite 100% fit or he's 80, 90% fit. And a lot of the games towards the back end of last season, he came off the bench. Um, this season, when you look at the sort of team makeup or shape of the team, I, I, I get why he's not commanding a first team place because you're not going to drop Erdogan because one, he's a captain and two, he plays in that pivotal role in the team where he's link up player of the front two or three is very much needed. Um, Martinelli, who I love and is just a constant dangerous threat, he's not going to take his place. And if it does, it's going to be probably out of those two. He's not going to get on the other side of the pitch for Saka because Saka's just been too consistent for us in the last couple of years for him to be not in the starting lineup. So, the person that's going to miss out is ESR. So again, we come to Sunday and there were sort of reports that he, there were some injury concerns there. He comes over for a sub cameo appearance against old, Man United at Old Trafford. And then we learned in like the last couple of days that um, I'm not too sure what the injury is. 
that he got an injury in the warm down. And I've got to be honest, um, people, when I heard that, as long as I've been watching football, as long as I've been hearing about injuries and, and, and so forth, I've, I've never heard someone pick up an injury during a warm down. Not, not to my knowledge anyway. So I was like, either this guy's jinxed or it's frustrating because again, for me and, and like many, many Arsenal fans, we would have been saying, you know what? He's going to get minutes in the Europa League game against FC Zurich, but he's injured. I don't know how serious it is. He may even still play to, he may even still play on Thursday. He may still play. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's it's frustrating because I don't know what it is with some footballers. And it's not just an Arsenal thing, by the way. Um, they just go through bouts of their career or through their entire career where they'll play a run of games and they'll always pick up, they'll always they will always pick up niggles to a point where they'll be missing for three or four games. Come back, work on the fitness, come back break down again. I, I think, I hope it isn't because he's still quite young at Emil Smith-Rowe, but um, hopefully he can turn it around injury-wise and not keep getting these niggling injuries. It reminds me of Steven Gerrard at, um, at Liverpool when he first broke into the sort of the Liverpool side. He picked up a lot of injuries in his first part of his career, but he got to a point where he um, kind of eradicated the injuries and, and was a mainstay for that Liverpool side. But yeah, I hope in ESR, I, I'm not too sure um, what the injury was, but hopefully he won't be too long. Um, so that's the most important thing. And in regards to Thomas Party, I think it's almost the same thing as I mentioned with ESR. I think I think us as Arsenal fans, if you're not used to it already, then I think we've got to a point with um, in regards to Thomas Party. Now they're saying it's going to be he could come back quicker, and it, it could be a matter of weeks. I think I heard. I think I see Charles Watts tweet. Was it today or yesterday that? Um, he's been called up to the Ghana squad. And I'm like, hold on. I'm like, um, I'm not too sure about that one because as far as I was aware, he's not ready to play any football yet. But um, I think Arsenal fans need to get used to the fact that this is not a conversation that's going away with him. I think that he's probably going to play three or four more games in a row, for example. Then he'll break down. Then he'll come back again. I think that's the case. I, I, I generally think that's going to be the case with him. Um, I don't know what's happened in regards to his time at Madrid where he was hardly ever injured. He's come to Arsenal. And the stats been thrown around. He's missed 58% of the games. That's a lot of football. It's a lot of football for a guy that's not even been here for three years. Not, not even been here for three years. It's crazy. But people, yeah, I'm going to give it another five minutes or so and I'm going to wrap up because I want to go and enjoy some late lunch or early dinner, whatever you want to call it. Um, but people, if you don't know what to do by now, this is what you should do. And there you have it, people. Subscribe to the channel. And like I said, thank you for watching. Because now, as, as I always say, people, people's time means more than anything. So um, people, drop any questions in the chat. I've got another five minutes and I'm going to bounce. But yeah, sort of um, my final thing I want to talk about is our next free Premier League game because I think it's important. Don't get me wrong. I understand um, in terms of 
we have an Europa League game on Thursday. But we need to bounce back as quick as possible. We've done it within game management in the sense that um, where we've conceded a goal, we've come straight back. So that that's a positive. And I hope Arsenal continues to do that throughout the season. But I think for me, I look at our next three Premier League games. Um, I will be at the Everton game on Sunday. I will also be doing people, just to give you a bit of a heads up, I'll be doing another live match reaction um, at the Emirates after the Everton game's finished. I'm looking to aim for around quarter past 20 past four, but I will let you people know when I will go live. So be on, be on the lookout for that. I've already put the notifications. Hit the notification bell on my channel for when I do a live match reaction. But um, if I look at them block of three games, people, tell me what you think Arsenal's points return will be, whether you tell me now, or when you watch it back on a rerun, um, what Arsenal's points return will be out of nine points. I have gone for seven. I think we'll beat Everton at home. I think we'll get a point away to Brentford. And I think we'll beat Tottenham. Um, so I think seven points out of nine is a more than admirable return. 100%. Let me go to the chat quickly. Yes, my brother from another mother's in there, man. Go on, G, man. <laughs> yes, yes, bro. Just back for the uniform shop. Lots of luck. Gonna have to watch this back. No worries, man. No worries, man. I'll catch up with you soon, my, my guy, man. G talks from Canon Chatter, people. Go and follow my guy on Twitter and also go and subscribe. Like I mentioned before, um, subscribe to Canon Chatter. Um, yeah, minute seven points out of nine would be a good return. I think the game against Everton is an interesting one, and I'll tell you why. Um, if we'd have played this, if we'd have played that fixture in the first two weeks of the season, and I'm not saying this, and I'm not saying this because I feel not confident. I think the fact that Everton were coming into this season under a lot, I think Frank Lampard was under a lot of pressure because last season, you know, they was in a relegation battle. Let's have it right. I didn't think as an, I, I've got no connection with Everton, but I didn't, I thought this season they would struggle. I did think they would really struggle. Uh, but when I look at their business that they've done, they've done some very, very smart business. I thought they bought the boy Anana from, is it from Lille or not? Um, they've bought in Neil Morpay, they've bought in James Garner. Um, even some of the guys that they've bought in last season, a few of them are still there. Uh, Idris Gay's come back to Everton. So them getting that result against um, Liverpool must have given them a massive bout of confidence. And of course, they don't have any European football. So they will be, not arguably, they will be a lot fresher than Arsenal going into that game on Sunday. So I'm still going for Arsenal to win that game. Um, but it's, I think it'll be a lot tougher than what I first thought maybe at the start of the season. Um, because, you know, that, that result for Everton against Liverpool was massive. They played well. Um, and listen, they could have nicked it if, if the Conor Cody goal wasn't, wasn't chalked off. But that's going to be a different, different game for us now against Everton. It's not going to be easy at all. Let me come to the chat quickly. Uh, was G there? G said a minimum seven points. I totally agree, brother. Um, they looked decent against Paul, could have won the game. Brentford are always a tough team to play. And North London Derby is going to be massive. I want at least seven points, 100%. And I'm still trying to get tickets for the North London Derby. Um, oh, man, I need to go to that game, man. That that Listen, any time we play them, any season. But listen, this one's a bit, a bit spicy, in it? We've added more to our team, a bit more quality. Tottenham have had a decent window in their eyes. So 
it will match up, match up really, really well. But coming on to the Brentford game, that's a tough one. And actually, speaking to some Arsenal fans, because um, Arsenal, listen, as, as positive as we want to be, we're not going to pick up wins and draws every week. So I've heard a, I've heard a couple of people say, listen, we will, we might pick up the L at Brentford. It's going to be tough. They're a good side, man. Thomas Frank's got them up into the Premier League season before last. Um, they played some great football last season, Brentford. And, you know, they comfortably stayed up in the Premier League. I can't remember what, what their Premier League finish was, but um, they've had a decent start to the season. Um, Ivan Tony's going to be um, <laughs> void of a bit of confidence. Um, Patrick last week. And it's going to ask me a tough game, man. That's really going to be tough. That's why I've gone for a point. Um, and I'm not saying this to be negative for Arsenal fans like losing it. Um, if we did go there and got the L, it wouldn't shock me. But I'm hoping Arsenal will turn up and take it to Brentford. We've got the players to hurt them. We've got the players to hurt most teams in the league, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I've gone for a draw against Brentford. And also our last game, of course, against North London derby rivals, Tottenham Hotspurs. It's, and, I, and I don't say that we're going to beat them because I'm overconfident. I'm saying it because our record's flipping good at um, Emirates against Tottenham. And and that's kind of the thing with Arsenal when it comes to playing the big boys. Um, our way record against United is awful. Two wins in 16 years, I believe. Our home record against Manchester United is pretty decent. It's, pretty, it's actually very good, actually. Our way record to Tottenham, as you guys know, is not very good. I think last time we won there was Riziki. Uh, 2012, 2013, was it? March. Um, but our home record against Spurs is brilliant. So that if it so that boys that fills me with a bit of confidence in that day that we're we're building an atmosphere at the Emirates, whether it be down to the Ashburton Army guys or people just generally having a feel-good factor, and hence the reason why there's no flaming tickets to buy for some of the home games for the first few months. And we're turning that place into a fortress. We absolutely are. Um, and it will be a very, very interesting game. We know already how Tottenham are going to set up against us because they've been playing like it in the first few games of the season. They're not going to come out in the front foot. They're not going to dominate possession. They're going to let us have it and we're going to have to take it to them and try and pummel them in that first 45 to take it to them. Absolutely. So that's why I'm going for Arsenal to win that game um, against Spurs. So people, like I said, seven points out of nine. Um, Yes, gee, you timed it well, man. JC asked, and as people go and subscribe to my guy, man, my brother, man, from another mother. I've got plenty of brothers from another mother in the chat, man. G talks, JC, Cannon Chatter, generally Ray Kasim's in there. Bear people, man. Bear brothers I didn't know about, man. It's like long lost families with Nikki Campbell and um and Davina McCall. <laughs> but yeah, people, I'm gonna wrap up in about two minutes. So get your virtual ways and, and hugs in. Um, thank you for joining me in the live QA. 35 minutes in G or Arsenal Analyzer or anybody else in the chat. If you've got a quick question, drop it in now in the next minute because I'm going to bounce. Um, let's see, John Campius is a shield. Is WhatsApp? What's it is in the chat? Thank you. No worries, my brother. Thank you, my guys. Um, but yeah, man, seven points out of nine. Hopefully, we'll get the we'll get the W on Thursday. Way to FC Zurich. We'll be hoping to see Vieira. We'll be hoping to see Marquinhos, Matt Turner in goal want a confident, competent performance from those three guys individually and hopefully collectively we'll get a decent team performance as well. 
get keep the manager on his toes. Arteta will be looking to see, you know what? We again, people, we haven't got the biggest squad, but that's down to the fault of the people that should in charge to get these players in. But listen, it, it is what it is, man. But let me go to the chat quickly. I want to know your top four and bottom three prediction if it hasn't been asked already. Um well, top four for the Premier League and bottom three. I did answer. I think if you are, if that's what you mean, G, then JC actually asked me this on his channel. Um, JC, you have to go through the archives, man, because I can't remember what I put. I actually, if it's in terms of the Premier League, yeah, JC, yeah, CG's put it up. I had, I think it was Bournemouth. One of the teams was Leeds. And I think I went Forest, but JC, you'd have to tell me who I went for. And uh, top four. I actually said I think Arsenal will sneak it ahead of Tottenham, but I didn't say that confidently. Um, she's obviously City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Now, people might think I'm crazy, but I was asked this a few weeks ago on on, on Arsenal Analyze channel. So, um, listen, it's going to be a long season, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's what I went for. I'm sure that's what I went for. But people in the chat. Thank you so much for tuning in for Q&A, man. It's been a while. I love doing them, to be honest with you, on the channel. I love doing it. It breaks it up. I like doing solos, man. Um, yeah, five of you in the chat, man. I appreciate it, man. Listen, uh, Tuesday late afternoon coming into the evening in about 20 minutes, technically. Um, yeah, um, I didn't have... I didn't have United in there. Um, I, I didn't have Spurs. I thought we would just pip Spurs and that was literally... So we'll we'll, we'll see how it turns out, bro. Like, we, 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 I'll tell you what, we, we, we'll revisit it in... We can't because of the World Cup, innit? You know what? When the World Cup's done, yeah? We'll, like, we'll, have, to, we'll, have, to have, we'll have to figure out a show or something, man. And see if we change our minds or whatever. But people, your host, Albert JTV, obliterate the like button, smash the like button, and drop your comments down below if you're watching this on a re on a rerun. And also, thank you for those that managed to tune in because, like I said, your time is everything. So, people, give your virtual ways in because Albert JTV is going to disappear off, not the face of the earth, but <laughs> but yeah, people. Now's the time. Yes, so I so I will have an episode of Life Stories coming out on Thursday. Um, time-wise, I'll get back to you because um, I've got a very special guest coming on. An Albert JTV exclusive people. Um, so I'm very thankful for the person turning around and giving me their time and saying yes. So people, I'll put this on the socials um, at some point tomorrow. But yeah, I'm very pleased about the guest I've got coming on for Live Stories. Hashtag episode 18. But at people, this is Albert JTV over and out. Live Q&A is done. See you soon, people.